Warning! This show contains graphic language, adult situations, and wildly uninhibited fictional characters, and thus probably isn't suitable for children. This is Strange Fiction. Thank you all so much for joining me for episode one of Strange Fiction. I'm your host, Kyle David Moore, and on today's show, we're going to be reading some fan fiction. In fact, that's the entire premise of this whole podcast. Uh, Most of what I read on this show will be found at fanfiction.net, although there is always the possibility of uh, listener submissions, meaning a listener writes their own story and sends it in, or a listener finds a story on the internet and sends that in. Either way, those can be sent to mail at strangefic.com. That's mail, M-A-I-L, at strangefic, S-T-R-A-N-G-E-F-I-C dot com. Also, I would like to take a moment to point out that this is not meant to be a place for ridicule. Uh, I will most generally not comment on grammatical errors unless it's just unbearable. Um, also, I want to say that this is this is a place for creative writing to flourish without boundary. Meaning, almost all content will be read or considered except for rape. And maybe a couple things I haven't really thought of yet, but yeah. There is going to be a ton of sexual activity in this show, um, and a lot of very, very strong language. Uh, The disclaimer at the beginning of the episode is not a joke, folks. If you are a child, (laughs) don't listen to this. Um, That sounded weird to say. If you're a child, but yeah. Also, uh, just some housekeeping, um, the format of the show, uh, just so we're all clear for submissions and stuff, uh, each week I'll be reading one main piece that will be about 1,000 to 2,000 words long. If I'm feeling real froggy, I'll go up to 3,000, but that is about the extreme limit I'm willing to go. Um... It gets real, real tedious after that. And then there will also be two to three smaller uh, stories, the short story corner, so to speak, that will be pieces between 100 and 500 words long. Also, I am planning on doing this in a sort of season format, so I'm thinking 12 episode seasons with a month off in between. Uh, So you get 12 weeks in a row, then four weeks off. Uh, Three seasons a year, 36 episodes a year. Not too shabby. Um, And I guess it's time for our first story. 
which is based on the long-running TV sitcom Home Improvement. This is called Tim's Special Tool Time by Thundercat's Tetris Girl. Thundercat's Tetris Girl, okay. Uh, quick synopsis. Al and Wilson finally express their longing for each other, consummating the relationship. Tim shows up just in time to reveal a very special invention. Cool. Alright, let's do this. <laughs> I've known you for ten years, and I've never seen your face, Al said. Well, that's funny, because I thought I'd invited you to one of my stargazing parties, Wilson replied. One of Wilson's eyebrows arched up, and Al found himself transfixed by the hazel pools on the other side of the fencing. For a long time, the promise of seeing Wilson, unfettered by his wooden fortress, had teased Al. And now, he could no longer wait. Why don't you step out and show yourself to me, Al teased. That revealing might upset your associate, Wilson confessed with a sigh. Long he has kept me prisoner in my own house, guarded by a dragon like a princess of old. He feels the sight of me would invite violation of that which he alone can have. I can't live like this, Al moaned. Please, please show me yourself. Your eyes, Wilson, your eyes are like two shiny brand new lug bolts, never before tweaked with a wrench. Don't deny me. Your words are honeyed and tempting, Wilson whispered, but I dare not reveal myself. Tim would never understand. Tim is a fool to keep such beauty hidden. With a great sigh, Wilson reached over and flicked open the latch on his fence the hinges creaking as the passageway slid open. Al adjusted his tool belt, feeling his lucky screwdriver shift as he did so. Oh. His erection was hard against the leather apron, and he was glad it was hidden. Anticipation filled every step as he at least moved onto Wilson's yard and turned to see his beloved's face. Before him stood a man, Sexy and curvy with a middle-aged paunch. The same hazel eyes glanced at Al, curious, probing, playful. Those eyes made Al feel bold as he looked down and saw two thick, cherry-red lips smiling back at him. The lips were full and firm. As he stared at the round mounds of soft flesh, and Wilson ran his lips across them, driving Al mad. I must have you, Al declared as he slid his hand under Wilson's flat man-breast and ran his thumb across the nipple. Wilson shuddered. Drawing him into a kiss, Al discovered those lips parted into a moist vacuum of titillation. A deep crevice lay beyond, beckoning, welcoming. You have a deep mouth, Al moaned. Yeah, is that a thing? All the better to deep-throat you with, my dear. Oh, I see. With no further words, Wilson peeled back at Al's apron and revealed the bulge of his cock against his jeans. Wilson nuzzled the erection with his nose, then peeled back the zipper and undid the button, freeing Al's cock like a spring. I can't wait to taste your thick, hairy balls, Wilson purred. I bet you're wooly, like, wooly all over like a bear. Let me be your papa bear, Al ordered. Papa bear, Wilson repeated. Will you come down my throat if I'm a good little boy and suck you hard? Oh, God, yes, Al said, as Wilson took all of him into his mouth. As Wilson worked his tongue around Al's length while Al reached down and pulled, pulled up the back of Al's shirt, revealing the pale, round skin, he marveled at how the back pulled into love hands. 
that swung with Wilson's gut as he continued to suck Al fantastically. Right when Al was about to fill Wilson's throat with his hot man batter, a voice sounded from over the fence. In fear, Al jerked his head to look at Tim, whose angry eyes glared at him from over the fence. Are you playing with my doughy fuckboy? Tim asked, trying to play his anger off as something else. I didn't... I mean, I... I guess I can try that line again with trying to play off my anger as something else. Are you playing with my doughy fuckboy? Tim asked, <laughs> trying to play play his anger off as something else. I was about to blow my load down his hungry throat, Al responded, smiling. You owe me for violating my... You owe me for violating my fuckboy, Tim grumbled. It's bad enough you always use my favorite saw without permission, but this is unforgivable. You can't get... You can get mad, Al scolded Tim, or you can get in here and pound his ass while I finish down his mouth. Oh no, Tim wagged his finger. That is too good for the likes of you, Borland. In exchange for tasting my man prize, I want you to help me test out my very own special invention. Mmm, Al said as he thrust hard into Wilson's mouth, then withdrew his dick. Cock glistening with saliva and moonlight, Al stared defiantly at him. Your inventions always go wrong. Why would I agree to that? Because you owe me, Borland, Tim responded. Plus, when you see what I have invented, your cock will be hungrier than it ever was before. Prove it, Al dared. Well, with the Benford 9000 fuck machine, Tim said, as a curtain, as he pulled a curtain off a long box with knee pads and three dildos on it, your ass has never been pleased harder, faster, or stronger. I want that in my ass, Al declared. Get on it, Tim said as he started to pull down his pants. Fuck, toy boy. Get on it, too. But first, lube our asses with your tongue. Wilson eagerly jumped up, peeled off his pants, and ran behind Al. Once the black-haired god had shucked his britches, Wilson eagerly dove in, his tongue sliding in and out of Al's glory hole. Once Wilson felt Al was adequately wet, he turned to Tim, parting thick blonde curls, and began to eat his way to oblivion. I don't remember Tim... Alan or Tim the Toolman Taylor being blonde, but whatever. <laughs> Once Tim was ready, he made Wilson and Al hover their brown hot spots over the pink floppy dicks, and Tim jammed the button on. The three cocks sprung to life, pounding up and down into Al, Wilson, and Tom's Tim Tim's poopers, Tom. Frot against me, fuck toy boy, Tim announced, and Wilson began to excitedly rub his cock against Tim's. After Tim blew his load all over Wilson, Wilson turned to Al and began to nudge his thick fatty against Al's telephone pole. Al reached over and swiped some cum off of Wilson's chest and smeared it into his beard. Ugh. Just as a, as a man with a beard that bothers me considerably, just from a cleanliness standpoint. <laughs> Eat my beard jizz, Al commanded, and Wilson began to suckle the salty hairs, not caring when one became stuck in his throat. Watching this, Tim blew another load on Wilson's back as Al reached his climax all over Wilson's stomach. Once the three men were sated, Tim fiddled with the machine, taking way too much time to turn it off. Cocks now limp with joy, the three snuggled on the lawn, letting the grass move to parts unknown. Wilson became dirty in the dirt, his jizz covered back and stomach picking up the debris as, as they held each other. That's the end.
So there we go. <laughs> one one story down. Wow. Wowie wow wow. That was That was heavy. That was heavy. Moving even. I didn't like the part where Wilson had come all over his back and then rolled in the dirt. That wasn't super great for me. But uh yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to take a quick break and uh, be back in just a few seconds here uh, with Short Story Corner. Doodly doo doo doo. Strangers, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you all so much for ju. Oh no, ju. Not again. J I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh man! Thank God. Whew, that one was building up in my system for that entire segment. <laughs> I can't believe Thundercat's Tetris Girl didn't put a single Tim Allen grunt in that thing. Talk about a missed opportunity. Anyways, uh, like I was saying, thank you all so much for joining me on this crazy ride. I really, truly appreciate it. It means a whole hell of a lot. And one other thing that means a whole hell of a lot to me is our theme song, which is Strange, off of the album Document by the greatest band of all time, R.E.M. It's actually a cover of a Wire song from the 70s, which is a much, much spookier version. Uh, so maybe sometime for special occasions we'll roll that one out. Uh, I kind of missed the boat on Halloween this year, like a dingus, but uh, we'll, we'll get it figured out. Um, also, this would generally be the point in the show where we have an ad break for sponsors. If you or your company has an event coming up or anything you'd like to promote, feel free to contact me at mail at strangefic.com, and we'll get that all figured out. One more note before we get back to the episode. Uh, short Story Corner has been changed to Quickie Fix, which I feel is a much more fun name and inventive, and I feel bad about saying Short Story Corner so many times in this episode. So please, forgive me. Uh... And we're going to get back to the episode right about now. Alright, and we're back. Uh, sorry about that, if that was very shocking for the first story <laughs> of the series. Um, I kind of wanted to get something of that magnitude out of the way, though. Uh, obviously, we will come back to that kind of stuff. Yeah, I figured I'd earn the, uh, the explicit warning. <laughs> the uh, adult content warning. Um, Alright, it's time for what I'm tentatively calling Short Story Corner until any better name comes along for me. <laughs> this first one is a story called That Ain't Orange Soda uh, from the world of Keenan and Kel by uh, the creator Ultimate Warrior Fan Forever, which, it's a guy after my own heart. 
It was yet another Saturday down at Rigby's, as Keenan Rockmore was spending his usual break time as cashier, drinking some orange soda with his best friend, slash blood brother, Kel Kimball, just to pass the time before his break was over. Mmm, I love me some orange soda, Keenan smirked with mouth-watering lips. Can't believe Chris lets us have all have these for free. Me too, Keenan, Kel nodded. Mine tastes a little oily and strange, though. Once Keenan looked at the soda, quote-unquote, Kel was drinking, he felt like he needed to alert him about something, which he did anyway. What? Which he, I, yeah, which he did anyway. Man, you ain't drinking no orange soda, Keenan cried out. What you mean, Kel asked him. That's dishwashing liquid you drinking out of, Keenan replied, forcing Kel to look down at the bottle, which I guess he hadn't to this point. Much to Kel's sudden surprise, the soda bottle that he was drinking out of turned out to be nothing more than a bottle full of dish soap. So that's why Kel had an oily feeling when he drank it. He needed to know this from Keenan just to be on the safe side, though. I don't remember Kel being that dense, but whatever. <laughs> you mean this ain't orange soda I've been drinking, gulped Kel? Of course not, dummy, Keenan replied right before Kel fell into a deep state of silence. After only about a minute of silence left, Kel weakly uttered these words to Keenan. Keenan? What, Kel? Keenan said to his dim-witted friend. If I'm drinking dishwashing liquid, then then who's got my orange soda? Kel horribly asked. Kel horribly asked? I mean, that was a fair question to me, I guess, but I guess if he horribly asked it, I'll try that again. If, if I'm drinking dishwashing liquid... Then who's got my orange soda? <laughs> Just then, a man dressed in a red and black bodysuit, complete with a red and black mask and gun holsters, started kicking back at his apartment, with a bottle of orange soda in hand. He popped the top open and took in one big swig throughout his mouth, before throwing the used orange soda bottle right through the wall. The person who drank away at Kel's misplaced soda bottle was none other than Deadpool. Bum bum bum, who smirked at the reader, saying, What are you looking at? Those 90s dimwits will take anything as orange soda these days. What a doofus, huh? With that said, the reader nodded as he walked away, leaving Deadpool to kick back and nap for the fun of it. The end. What? Talk about a twist ending. Wow. It just became, it, it was Deadpool all of a sudden, wasn't it? Those 90s dimwits will take anything as orange soda these days. What a doofus, huh? And then, breaking the fourth, with that said, the reader nodded as he walked away. Man, this had it all, didn't it? This story had it all. I liked it, though. It was, <laughs> it was pretty, pretty solid. Alright, well, boy. How do we follow that up on Short Story Corner? Tentatively, tentatively titled. <laughs> this one is an extra short story. <laughs> Uh, from the from the universe of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, called <sighs> Daisy Chain Fun, by Leaky Underwear. That's a picture. So one day, Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael, and Leonardo were sitting around the sewer. What do you want to do, Donatello said. I'm horny, let's have sex, they all agreed. I guess in unison. So they all got in a daisy chain and were humping their brains out when Splinter ran out and began screaming random things because he was high. Then he fell and almost died, I guess. <laughs> what? 
Even the author is unsure. April was so mad nobody took Splinter to a hospital, but then she remembered he was a giant stinking rat, so she lulled and continued to give blowjobs. Shredder suddenly appeared and started crying because he wasn't invited. So he was like, do a barrel roll, because I guess this is suddenly a Star Fox crossover. <laughs> and so he was like, do a barrel roll, and ran out crying hysterically. But it was okay because Casey was there, Casey Jones, for those not in the know. Uh, and Casey gave him a blowjob and sympathy sex. In the end, all the turtles got pregnant and exploded. The end. Very cool. Very cool. Very, 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 very cool. I liked that one also. <laughs> Alright, I think we have time for uh, one more short story. And one that I really wanted to save for last because... Ah, uh, I love... I love this so much. I really do. This is a story called Mr. Bean Breakdances by Brandon Burns. Mr. Bean walks out of his house one fine day to take a stroll in the park, but while he was tying his shoe, he heard some rock and roll music playing very loudly. With a big smile on his weird-looking face, he decides to see what's going on. As he was going side by side, he then saw some teenagers breakdancing, doing crazy moves. One kid was doing the worm. Bean, thinking he could actually do those dance moves, gets on the ground and does a funny spin. Everybody in the park was laughing at him, but he wasn't paying attention. Yeah, man, this is... This is poorly written, but it's a good story. One kid was doing the worm. Bean thinking he could actually do those dance moves, he gets on the ground and does a funny spin. Everybody in the park was laughing at him, but he wasn't paying them any attention. He was now trying to do the worm worming up and down, but doing it a real funny way. I'm sure you can imagine. Now getting up from the ground, he decided to do his famous hump dance, which, as the reader, I have no idea what that is. I, I've watched... Mr. Bean? I really have. I've watched Mr. Bean, uh, Mr. Bean's Holiday. I've watched the original movie. I've watched multiple things with Mr. Bean in them. Never seen a hump dance, unless maybe I'm just not thinking right. He decided to do his famous hump dance. All the kids thought that dance was real cool, so they were all doing it as well. Dot, dot, dot. That's Bean for you. The end. Oh, man. Yeah, I like that one a lot. That one... That one evokes some real fun times for me. Um... <laughs> Alright, um... That's gonna do it for this episode. I'm really trying to keep these around, like, a half hour-ish. Maybe 25 minutes, uh, depending. Because I know you probably don't want to listen to my voice all that long. I know I don't. But, yeah, this is, uh... I think this is going to work out for all of us. <laughs> um, if you have any suggestions for how to improve the show or, you know, any suggestions for stories, like I said earlier, send all that into mail at strangefic.com. Please like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Twitter at strangefic, 
I'm Kyle David Moore, and this has been Strange Fiction. See y'all next week.